My name is Susie. I have three children, the youngest of whom struggles with anxiety, depression, and suicidal ideation. I never thought this could happen to me, and I miss the signs. Being a parent is really hard, but I'm here to help. I'm talking to other parents and experts to help you with the struggles that your kids may face. I want you to know that you are not alone and there is hope. I'm not a physician, therapist, or counselor. I'm just a mom. I want to see you smile again, take away that pain in them clouds I keep covering up the sun. On this episode of the Just a Mom podcast, I'm really, really excited to introduce everyone to Kyle Roberts. Hi, Kyle. Hi. So Kyle is a filmmaker uh, from Oklahoma, and I always say all good things come from Oklahoma because I'm from Oklahoma, so therefore all good things come from Oklahoma. <laughs> And we were introduced, Kyle and I, through a mutual friend, um, our friend Matt Farmer. So shout out to Matt. Yes. And he's a good guy. So Kyle, I'm really thrilled that you've agreed to do this interview with us and to talk a little bit about um, what led you to this journey of being a filmmaker, making the movie that you've got coming out. Um, So why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about your background? Yeah, so I was born on a cold March night in uh, 1980-something. No, so I'm actually <laughs> uh, I'm actually from Missouri originally, in Columbia, Missouri area. Uh, and then I went to college at Oklahoma Christian, and I met my wife here and fell in love with Oklahoma. Uh, and I was a Young Life leader uh, for eight years, and that's also where we met through that. Um, and so there's a lot of reasons that I love Young Life, uh, but part of that and why we even wanted to needed to produce this film is during those eight years we just saw a massive rise in anxiety and depression thoughts of suicide some of their friends taking their life and we just knew uh we we have to do something about this and then when 13 reasons why came out and some other shows and films that really propelled us of there's got to be a better way um through through film through the things that we know how to do um to tell this um, but also it is real and it's honest, but also shows hope. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something that many other you know shows, they do tackle stuff that's real um, that can be helpful as far as uh, whenever you see other youth hurting on screen, it makes them feel um, not alone and heard. But also when there's no hope to that, then what are, what are we doing? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about the types of things that you have done in film before. Oh, yeah. Because I, I was reading about you, and it's not like you just decided to make this movie and this is your first uh, shot at, at doing that. So what have you yeah, done in I'll, the past? <laughs> I'll try to do the very quick run through of my 20 year career. But uh, after Oklahoma Christian, uh, I had I got a job as, for eight years as a broadcast journalism um, um the kind of job uh, it was at the Oklahoman, which is our state's paper, as a videographer editor, uh, and that was my job, and I loved it to get to know my community. And so, if there's ever a new restaurant, you know, we're getting to interview them and, and hear their why and exactly what we're doing right now, and getting to try some awesome food. So I apologize, I don't have any 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 food for you. Darn. For yeah. <laughs> uh, but so I love that, and d- during uh, that time there. Uh, I also was producing my own music videos and short films, uh, and uh, I remember seeing um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, it was now one of my favorite films with my nephews, and we were like, we can do this. We can learn stop-motion animation. So we started teaching ourselves stop-motion, me and some of my other buddies, and uh, one of the things we did was we recreated a the 1987 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon intro frame by frame with action figures. And, and, and literally, we were just doing this as a creative and creator. We we're just going to make stuff, you know. So we were just kind of to learn a new craft. Uh, we posted it to YouTube, and it got millions of views and featured by LA Times, USA Today, Wired Magazine, like all this stuff. Uh, and really, within a month, I got a call from Burbank. And I remember I thought that they were, like, messing with me because uh, they said they were they were from DreamWorks and they loved our Turtles uh, stop motion. I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, who's Carl, punking me? Who is, yeah. who is this? Yeah. Uh, so so they, they said, we love this stop motion animated treatment you did for this 2D animation, you know, as a fan-made thing. We would love to hire you to do that for our intro for Dino Trucks, which is a CG show that was on Netflix for about eight years. We were like, uh, sure, we could do this and get paid to do this. So that was the first paying gig we did, and really kind of the rest was history of once we did that and got got our foot in the door with a major studio like that, then we were hired by Nickelodeon, DreamWorks, Hasbro, uh, Nerf, Mattel, National Geographic for about seven years, and it was it was a privilege. And we, we just kept getting called up to do stuff, and once we started working with an agency, then they would really you know recommend us as well too uh, for this uh, what we call a radically family friendly voice <laughs> that our mm. team has. Uh, and I, I think you know it was a privilege for us. And I think they enjoyed working with us. I think sometimes they work with, you know, kind of jaded <laughs> creatives and it's like just having that refreshing <laughs> spirit, so to say. Yeah. Uh, and, and we, we obviously we were a talented team. There's talented teams everywhere, but we can also, um, I don't know, bring some energy to it, too. Uh, I, at least I feel like I saw that reciprocated from the brand manager side uh, on these projects. And maybe that's a Midwest thing, too, you know. Uh, so it was uh, it was a privilege, you know, to do that. And um, we haven't done that for a couple years because now we shifted to fully doing this this film. Um, but to communicate and speak to youth and learn from them on how they do that, you know, what are their best practices and processes. So this, this film, What Rhymes With Reason, is kind of a mix of our youth ministry background, uh, all this commercial work we've done for major brands and how they communicate and speak to youth, and then our our team's filmmaking chops. And you combine that together and it kind of kind of gives this unique independent voice that's different from like a ho- you know Hollywood voice. Mm-hmm. And it is an independent film and the name yep. of the film is What Rhymes With Reason. Yes. Okay, so tell us what is behind the name of the movie. What do you think it means? Well, I kept trying to think of what words rhyme with reason because that's, you know, the very obvious thing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's a very it's a very compelling, catchy <laughs> title, which I don't know if that's why you picked it. But I love that you turned my question into a question. Obviously, yes. the journalism background coming out. <laughs> well, we love it. So part of this, this film and this project, we have a small group study that goes through all four, so very four um, poignant things uh, with anybody, but especially with youth, which is identity, purpose, depression, and anxiety. Um, and we we asked them, you know, in that, in that, it's like, what, what do you think the title means? Because we, we, it's not really one thing. Um, in a, I'll say you, ha- you got to get a ticket <laughs> and go see because we do un- un- unpack it and uncover it. Good. But essentially, a short answer is as a coming of age film about identity and about purpose and. It, we kind of pose this question is what is the rhyme and reason we're all here on mm-hmm. this planet good i love that you have a group study that goes with this and yeah. when we talked a few days ago and then also doing some reading about what you're doing 
you obviously have this youth ministry background and you are a practicing Christian, but the film is not necessarily practicing yeah, a practicing <laughs> Christian. Sorry, that, that was a bad like way it. to say that, but you're, you, <laughs> like you're, you're, you're a Christian. But, you're, but the movie is not necessarily a faith-based film. You call it a faith-adjacent yeah. I like that. I've never heard that term. And, you know, I'm not a millennial. I'm old. So uh, maybe that's a new hipster term that I haven't learned yet. So tell us what that means and yeah, how you so, are hoping to appeal to a broad audience. Yeah, it's kind of a, a newer genre. Um, Sound of Freedom is kind of is a faith adjacent film. Uh, and like Sound of Freedom, this is actually kind of a, a cause based film about uh, encouraging conversations around mental health and this stigma that we have. Uh, but Faith Adjacent, to, really to us, and we have three more projects after this, they're all the same um, radically family-friendly tone, but that are Faith Adjacent. And for us, that means telling a story of where faith is in it, but it's just through our characters. And to me, uh, that's, that's how you make it real and make it honest. Uh, and I think where a lot of, if you've watched a faith-based movie and you think, oh, this is just really cheesy, I can't, you know, can't watch it or, or you know, whatever, uh, they can tend to have their message and then they grind that down eight to 10 times throughout it. And, and it, uh, to me, that, that really um, upsets me as a producer because I hate anything, no matter the genre, where they uh, treat the audience like they're idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, um, don't hate the, the movie, but just I, I hate that approach where it's like, no, we have to tell them. It's like, no, you don't. And especially for me and all the content we do for kids, it's like you don't have to treat kids like they're idiots. They're not. They're super right. smart. Um, and so, uh, yeah, if that makes sense. So it really is faith adjacent is is truly told through our characters. So for this story, it's predominantly there, there's there's faith throughout it, but there's predominantly through Eli, who's a, a PK preacher kid, pastor kid, and he's also really wrestling with that and the, almost this self-imposed uh, need uh, and pressure to follow follow his father's footsteps, even though that's not really what he wants to do, you know, mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I read that you worked on this film for like eight years leading up to the actual Yes. shooting and production that sounds like a long time i don't yeah. know i'm not a filmmaker <laughs> but uh, tell me what what was behind that what why did it take eight years to to get to the point of actually uh assembling the cast and and crew and shooting the film yeah i'm constantly reminded that this is god's plan for this project and not kyle roberts <laughs> plan because my plan we would have did it two years and we got it out there because uh, it, it truly is this like calling, you know, for my life and our team's life, uh, there, there wasn't really, we did a lot of studying for five years of that time of research, of interviewing, you know, students, of course, uh, parents, uh, youth workers, um, counselors, uh, and trying to get a lot of good input, um, either from uh, tragedies that have happened or their input of, you know, what, what do teens do? number one question we asked what do teens need today you know more than ever um and we got a lot of good feedback from that um i want to ask you that too uh in a second because you've gone through a lot as well and it's um obviously we know that this is a a crisis is even more now than when we started absolutely Um, i think cdc has said that uh the number two cause of death um is suicide starting at age 10 with our youth Uh, like you said i have a 10 year old daughter and it's just was super wild and heartbreaking yes. um and that that 
stat, I think I think five years ago, I may be messing this up, four or five years ago, before COVID was number 10 cause of death. Yeah. So you have, you know, this social media explosion 17 years ago or whatever, and then you couple that with COVID and, and then uh, isolation and loneliness, and it just is a whole other um, just massive, massive thing. Right. Um, yeah. And what you did in your research was you, you talked to a lot of kids, you talked yeah. to a lot of teenagers. And I think that that's something that I've learned um, the hard way you talked, but you also listened. Absolutely. And that's one of the keys to, I think this whole mental health journey is we have to listen Yeah, and we have to stop preaching at and talking to, and we have yeah. to listen. Yeah. And Absolutely. Yeah, our whole journey from day one was to earn the right to be heard from youth and their families. And that's literally how we've answered a question like one to five million in yeah. eight years is we talk about it. Sometimes it's annoying for us because my team would say that, uh, hear me say that all the time. But it's like, okay, in this area here with the score or with color, even color grading or lens choices, or whatever, are we, are we earning the right to be heard mm. uh, from a generation? And if we're not, then we're not doing it right. And so, and that's really the approach with Reckless Abandon. We take for it with everything. That's maybe something that separated us from other companies is whether it's a 30 second spot or a series or a feature length film. Um, and I've, I've kind of, it's been ingrained in me through Young Life. That's kind of Young Life's motto, at least it used to be, is uh, earning the right to be heard. Mm. Um, uh, one of my Young Life leaders, I think this is one of our past presidents, <laughs> said this, but people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's always stuck with me too, of just really embodying this uh, chemistry and communion even on set uh, that I, I feel like we could feel, you know, everyone, I feel like that we understood the assignment and what we were doing and it didn't feel even like our other commercial work didn't feel the same. Mm. It felt like every single person was whether it's grip or electric, it's 150 people on set. And I feel like we all understood the assignment, what we're doing, what's going on. Um, and it felt, it felt different. It felt kind of surreal. I'm guessing because a lot of times I would assume, and I probably shouldn't assume, but when a person is working on a film, one of the 150 crew members, they're not always bought into the mission, vision, values. Yes, yes. And it gets so, it gets so um, just exhausting. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how much people realize this film is typically a 12 hour day. Uh, some films do five days a week, some do six days a week. We did five to try to really honor those two days in between. Uh, but and sometimes you're doing um, a, an hour or two of overtime on top of that, so it could be a twelve or, th or a thirteen or fourteen hour day, and that this is common in film world. So that's why we have these major unions and IOTCs and you know SAG and all these other things because uh, otherwise it could very easily get taken advantage of. Sure. Um, and so and so we always want to be really really respectful of everybody's time and attention, and especially on an independent film like this, um, everyone's worth so much more anyway but even monetarily than what we have to pay mm -hmm. so we really want to make sure everyone feels loved and, and heard and and everything as well mm. what is it that you hope to specifically accomplish through this movie yes yeah, so as have we talked about like the um synopsis and i guess like we, well let's yeah <laughs> let's go back to that give give us the little 30 second spiel uh, the synopsis of of this very poignant coming of age film that you just made. Yeah, so what is this film? This film. Oh, Visual Aids. Film, I like it. Here we go. Visual Aids. Uh, hey. This film. Oh, no. Okay. This film stars six teenagers 
and they um, <clears throat> have an absolute tragedy that happens to them in their life and that ignites them to embark on a journey into the wilderness to find a legendary landmark uh, that no one's ever found before. And so that kind of gives us these Goonies vibes, kind kind of Stranger Things, but lighter. Uh, and uh, we study Stand By Me a lot too, of course. But um, so, and, and through that journey, they really are able to unpack a lot of things and break down walls and barriers and um, unpack and, un and kind of kind of at times unload on each other mm -hmm. um, some of uh, some of these things uh, you're going through anxiety and depression um, thoughts of suicide uh, and really really go there um, with some of these topics while again while also providing um, a story of hope. And Campbell, Campbell at the beginning, she was like, I like it because it was, it was happy. That's <laughs> was so like, yes, awesome. That's and, so awesome. Yes. And we were talking right before we started recording um, with Kyle's five-year-old daughter, who is adorable. <laughs> and she has seen the movie. And yeah. I think that speaks to the family friendliness of it. Because yes. if you're, if you allowed your five-year-old daughter to see it, it must be something that you believe any age child could watch. Yeah, I, I personally would probably say, because we have to be like careful about this, uh, I, it's probably safe from like 10 and up. Okay. And even just giving that stat we talked about, it's maybe not even safe, but needed for 10 and up, um, which is crazy to say. Even five no. years ago, we didn't know we needed a film like yeah, this that was true, also family though. friendly. Um, but, uh, but also, Kim was five, and she didn't understand some of the tones. She, she just thought, um, people were sad at times that's what mm -hmm. she saw that's what mm -hmm. she saw from it because we that we talked to them about it so like it's hard to kind of answer your question that we started with this and we got into the synopsis like these teens uh unpack and really start talk, talking about these topics that's how this film has carefully been crafted so as parents and youth workers we could take teens that we know and love and uh, it helps us, almost allows us to have these conversations with them that they may not want to talk about anything. You know, they put up a wall. And right. Like, you have to kind of uh, pester them. Yes. <laughs> and like, okay, come on. Like, you know, uh, but this this film totally, because it is this adventure lens and it's fun and it's funny, uh, but definitely kind of punches you in the gut at times too. It allows those walls to break down and have these much needed conversations. Mm-hmm. I love how you just framed that with, in the context of a trusted adult, a parent, yeah. a, you know, yeah. a teacher, a youth worker, because the reality is, even though the teenagers are often, you know, saying, don't want to talk, don't want to talk, adults still have incredible influence yeah. in teens' lives. Yeah. And they, they do, by the way, and we know that, they just... They, they're putting up a wall. They mm -hmm. they don't, sometimes they don't know they need to, you know, too. It's like when we, uh, you know, break an elbow or something, we all know as a society, we're going to the ER <laughs> yeah. uh, for that. But when it's internal, it's much more complicated. Um, and so stuff like this and seeing some of these signs or seeing, like we show a panic attack in the movie uh, to kind of show like, what does, what does this look like? What does this feel like? What does this mean? And that is awesome because like when our son was first starting mm -hmm. to struggle, he had a panic attack and we didn't know what was going yeah. on. Like, we're, yeah. we're like, what is, what is he doing? What is happening? And so for you to be able to depict that in a way that 
kids and adults alike can see it visually and perhaps understand it so that if they see that happen in someone they care about, then they will know, I need to get this person some help. Yes, absolutely. And I think you've talked about, again, having trusted adults taking youth teens to see this movie. We talked about, um, you and I did, when we visited a few days ago, that this is happening on October 10th is the big yep. the big day. I just saw you yep. take a deep breath when I said that. <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> it is. I'm sure that every day you think, oh, how many Ten more days? Ten days away. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I hadn't counted, but yeah. 10 days from now, um, while we're recording, why did you choose the day October 10th and tell us about what will happen on October 10th? Okay, so I'm going to say God chose this day, which sounds really weird. Nope. <laughs> but we had this film on the market. Uh, so that's how you, when you have a film, just like putting your house on the market for one week. So it wasn't very long. We got it out to like some of the bigger players of Sony Affirm, Lionsgate. Um, and then Fathom Events just during that week got to us, came to us and said so we would love to re- release this film nationwide on 1010. How does that sound? We're like, that sounds good. That's catchy. Sure, let's do that. And this was in July, around around 4th of July when we got this news. And then uh, the next day we had our team call uh, with 988, who's a big partner of ours, even in the script phase of trying to get this right. Um, and they said, oh my gosh, that's the perfect day. And I was like, I know it's the perfect day, but why don't you tell me why you think, you know, it's the perfect day. I was trying to play it off. Uh, They said it's World Mental Health Day. And I was like, oh man, yeah, that's God pulling some strings right there. Well, he just knew the whole time, you know? Um, And I thought when we get glimpses of that, of this like plan, uh, for so long, for eight years, I feel like it's the calling and we're like stepping up to that call Mm. and answering that call and being obedient throughout this whole process. But whenever we see some some things like that, it's like, oh yeah, this is this is this is the day. This is the plan. Solid affirmation. Yes. Yeah, that you're doing what you were called to do. And I'm so excited for this day. Um, speak of nine eight eight. Are you familiar with nine eight eight? Oh yes, we I scream nine eight eight all the time. Oh nice. Yes, I love it. Um, it was right before they launched last summer. It was right before we started filming. Um, and we. Uh, they became uh, a sponsor f- with us for this film, and we have nine eight posters, you know, on the on the, uh, in the school and stuff too. Um, and they, uh, I had right after our fir- very first call, I had to call them because I had some investigating because <laughs> I wanted to see what this sure. was like and what yeah. this what does this mean. And it was so awesome. Um, I was going through pr- pretty major grieving at the time. I lost my mom to breast cancer a couple years ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. And they they just were listening to me mm. and listening to what, you know, I was try- trying to figure out some of these, really some of these grieving thoughts and like a very heavy heart and some things that I, I really haven't felt in that way and in that, in that intense. And they um, helped connect me to a local nonprofit in Oklahoma City uh, called Calm Waters. And I still go talk to them about every other month now. Um, but it's so, it was so cool. That, so what, that's what they do is they look at resources and mm-hmm. help connect you with either either free or paid resources mm-hmm. um, in your area. Yeah. And I think that is so cool. And, and I'm so thankful uh, for 988 and some of our other partners. And like Sound of Freedom, if 
people are familiar with that film. A lot of people have seen it. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a QR code at, at, after the film, and we are going to do that as well. And it's going to lead to resources where people can seek help right then and right there. So like 988, like uh, the Hope Line, the Hope Squad, which are high school uh, kind of versions of 988 mm -hmm. um, and in Young Life. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm just so excited about that. I know that 988 is staffing up about three times their average callers, what they normally do. Nationwide. For that. Yeah, nationwide on 1010. It's amazing. And so I just know that we have a very real chance um, of helping a lot of people. That Absolutely. Day. And I've talked about 988 on probably every episode or at least most oh, every episode. Awesome. And I've even interviewed a mom whose son was going to um, take his life and he called yep. 988 and mm -hmm. that changed it for him. And yeah. he's doing really well now. 988, as you just attested yeah. to, is not a number that you have to wait until you are in crisis yes. to call. Yes. And another person that I interviewed who's actually part of our 988 team here in the county where I live, yeah. she says, you do not have to wait until it's crisis enough to right. call. If right. you are, you know, just like what you said, you are grieving the death of your mother and then they connected you with this amazing resource that you're still using. Right. Unlike 911 that we kind of know as this is an emergency call, don't abuse this line, you know, kind of thing. 988 is more of, hey, I've maybe, or, me or, or a friend, you know, are having mm -hmm. some thoughts that I think they've never shared before. Or I've never felt before. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Can you can you help me? And mm -hmm. that's why that, <laughs> I'm just talking about this, but that's mm -hmm. why they're there. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be you're actually on the ledge. It could just be, I, I don't know what to do right now. Yeah. Can you help me? Yeah. And I love what you said about calling for a friend, because I think a lot of times, a lot of times youth yeah. and teens see or hear something in someone that they love, a friend, and they don't know what to do with that. They don't want to betray a confidence by going to a right. parent or a teacher. And right. they can call 988 themselves for their friend. And yes. then they can be walked through like, okay, here's what you should do to help them. And it's amazing. What an amazing, incredible resource. So yes. I love that they are a sponsor of yours. I love that they are overstaffing and in, in anticipation of a lot of phone calls. The movie on 1010 is going to be in about 300 different cities, correct? Is that correct? So, yeah, I'm not sure. I know it's in um, 750 theaters. Okay. Um, so that, that's probably right. Okay. A lot. A, a lot, lot of places. And what happens after 1010, October 10th? That's a great question. We honestly don't know. So we took this opportunity to do this with Fathom. We're not sold to anybody else yet. Um, so we took this opportunity to do this window one of our distribution. And so in film world, like you have all these different windows and different releases. So really, we need to make the biggest splash we can here. And that will help us reach as many teens and families as possible through every next window. So we really encourage everybody to get out and support this film. Uh, take take the masses with you. Um, again, this is a very fun adventure movie, uh, but well, it does also uh, is also important has a purpose. Absolutely. How can people learn more about the movie? What tell us yeah. all the the deets, then we'll put them in the the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, our website is wrwrfilm 
Com. And even on there, on the homepage of the trailer, there's three ways to get tickets. Um, you can get tickets in the theater. You can sign up. There's a group form. Um, there's, I think, 25 tickets or more. And we have a team that works with you on trying to get you the best deal for a group um, in, in a theater, wherever you're at throughout the United States. And then the third one is to host at a local church or school all over the country um so on 1010 i think that date itself you have to be away 25 miles away from a theater okay so but that literally then covers the rest of the united states if you want to do this and those are ten dollars a ticket and it's kind of a event bright situation where uh it's through faith content network so they just did this with sound of freedom mm -hmm. uh, i think they got it in 2000 churches and schools or, or, or you know, all over the country uh so we're really excited about this partnership um because we, we we really want to bring it to schools and bring it to yes. to churches, to youth groups, just to their rooms, you know, right there with them. Mm -hmm. And we didn't know how we were going to do that. We're like, we're going to get in a bus and like travel <laughs> travel around, do a tour. But when Faith Content Network came to us with this, we're like, that's another one of those things. Like that was the plan mm -hmm. this whole time because they could cover possibly potentially thousands of churches mm. all throughout the United States. There's a simple form on, on their website, and that's the, the tab three there, hopes at your local church or school, I think it says. Okay. Uh, but just fill out that form, and they'll walk you through that process. It's super easy. Okay. So we're hoping and praying that there's enough traction yes. um, about the movie after 1010 that it becomes available in other ways, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I agree with that. I think that um, I, as soon as we hang up, I'm going to buy our tickets to see it. Yes. And um, I'm sitting here going through my mental Rolodex of, okay, who do I need to send this to? You know, youth pastors, teachers, counselors, principals that I know saying, get this going at yes, your church we or school. had something that happened this week. Uh, Tuesday, we had a virtual screening for youth pastors, mm. uh, and there's about 600 that tuned in. Uh, it, was, it was like one time, one night, you know, virtual screening. And we were just flooded with comments. We have a post mm. on uh, Facebook and Instagram if you guys want to check it out. But okay. it uh, it was just, you know, one youth pastor said, I'm going to show this to my youth for years yes. to come. Yes. And just a lot of powerful comments of how we've carefully crafted this thing and the attention to detail mm -hmm. we took mm -hmm. in our in our research kind of stuff. It's like, oh wow, this yeah. is I mean, this is our goal. Uh, but already starting to hear it from them because actually this going here for a second, this youth group, um, I'll say market audience, uh, is huge. You know, all over even just in the United States, but it's undervalued by Hollywood uh, and under service because they mm -hmm. don't know what to do with it. You know, it's not. Uh, this film isn't really this cheesy Christian movie and it's not Outer Banks, you know, but it's it's somewhere kind of in the middle um, that is, is so, um, that, uh, but it is, it is geared in for in tool for youth workers. Uh, so when they just, uh, you know, we had got those comments, it's like, okay, yes, this is made for you guys, for parents and for our youth today. Um, and just getting some of that feedback already mm -hmm. for me as a creative was very affirming uh, that we've, done what we set out to do i love that that's awesome and i bet you're gonna just be flooded on 10 11 with more yes. comments yeah i'm excited to see uh take a picture with your family or with your group okay uh, i'm excited to see that uh hashtag wrwr film uh i can't wait okay. to see groups all over the united states you okay. know coming and see this film and having these conversations they need to have excellent you mentioned that you already have two or three more projects in the pipe in the, yes. in the works. Do you want to give us a little teaser for any of those or tell us what the content or subject yeah, might be? I'll just say, I'll give you like a, 
because I'll, t- I'll talk your leg off about this too, but there's, there are three projects, two features and a series. Um, they're all coming of age stories, um, two middle, mid high and one high school. Um, they're all totally different genres, um, but they all have to do with this um, radically family friendly voice that our team has, uh, but is also has elements of faith in it as well. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the really short version of what we have okay. to come. Radically family friendly. What a great <laughs> phrase. I, how long did it take you to come up with that? We started, I don't know, we, you know, just doing these different commercial work and whatever else. And people be like, oh, that's radical. And it's like, okay. Uh, and it, but it's also family friendly. So we just kind of put those together, you know, and we, then around that same time, we saw this Mr. Rogers documentary. And in one of the interviews, they said, Mr. Rogers was radical, you know, because he he had this mission that he was doing something and almost like when television was coming out that this was like his like almost mission and purpose (laughs) to like bring more family friendly content to all of the other crazy that was going on at the time. So I don't know. It it just it kind of came out in in some of our meetings and stuff that we're like, okay, that is that totally is our voice. Um, So we're going to coin that (laughs) from from here on. Well, it's fantastic. And I (laughs) I feel like that is something that parents are just craving and wanting because there is so much content out there that is the polar opposite. And you mentioned 13 reasons why when our son was in the depths of his mm. depression and suicidal ideation that just came out and i begged him oh, i said wow. please please do not watch this please yes. don't watch this and he said i won't and so he didn't yeah. i have never watched it i don't want to yeah. watch it you know i mean yeah. i really don't i want to watch your film i want yeah. i want the hopeful stories yeah. that you are sharing and that we are trying to share on the just a mom podcast as well and we want people yeah. to know that that you're not alone and there's hope. Yep. And that's, Absolutely. that's a whole... I'm, I'm excited for you to see it. I um, do. One, one of our screens, we had a group of moms. Uh, we, have we talked about this? No. That they, they call themselves the suicide moms mm. in Tulsa. And they had pins of their children mm-hmm. on their their shirts. And I was nervous because we got up there yeah. for a Q&A and they, they said that. And I was like, oh, no. Did mm. we do this right? You know, did mm. we? Because that's mm-hmm. that's my not fear, but, the, but we've worked so hard to try to get this right, yeah. and it's hard to try to, to to juggle all these things sure. together. And predominantly, they just said, "Thank you, thank you for making this because yep. it is is real, but it's also something we can recommend absolutely." To other people. And and then there are also uh, mm. there's six very distinct characters in this film, and some of them were comparing these mm. characters to their their children and some of them were comparing them to them mm. so that's another thing i'm also kind of blown away by we we're spent so much of are we earning the right to be heard from youth but also we'll hear from parents and grandparents of like oh i connect really well with jesse or with zach or mm. some of our these teens because of because of their, their character and how strong their character is and what they're wrestling with mm. uh and that's like kind of blows my mind but i guess we all can we all can kind of remember even though it's a different time today these themes and things we're addressing are timeless. They're just magnified today more than ever. Right. And as adults, we still have struggles too. Like, like right. let's not this. Let's yes. not discount that and how that could how the film could speak to an adult, right? Um, as well, because one of the other um, populations that is 
has a very, very high um, death by suicide rate are white men between the ages yeah. of, what is it, like 45 to 60? I can't remember exactly. I, I'm, I'm probably misquoting that. But, yeah. you know, so we're struggling. And I think I think it's that same root thing predominantly is um, with males anyways, uh, pur- purpose, you know, the, that identity, identity or purpose. And purpose, yes. And that's uh, it's it's a struggle. For yes. sure. Um, mm. Kyle, is there anything that I have not asked you that you would like to share about uh, yourself, about your company, Reckless Abandon? Yeah. Um, about this film? I don't think so. I mean, we've unpacked a lot of things uh, here um, to just really encourage everybody to come out. I think some of the things we've seen is, is this safe? Is this, you know, uh, for my teens? And I just wanted to tell everybody it it is. And for sure, 10 and up. But depending on if you go see Marvel movies or you know whatever else with your littles, yes, you could you could see this and it will be totally fine. Okay. Um, I think our MPA rating is is PG thirteen. Okay. But it's for conversations around mental health, and um, some violence is what they said. Okay. And there's like a couple fist fights. Okay. <laughs> then yeah. that's violence. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> Very good. Well, again, October tenth. Yep. 2023 what rhymes with reason i will put the website in the show notes so that people know how to get tickets i will encourage our listeners to share this information with everybody they know um, with their schools with their churches and hopefully this will sell out in every theater where it's being yeah. shown and then there will be more demand and it will keep there will be more opportunities for more people to see it Absolutely. And as you know, I mean, sometimes it's, this is kind of cheesy, but sometimes it's just a conversation that needs to start to to get things going um, because it it can be so internalized. And um, that's what I pray this film does is they, people watch this and just encourages those conversations. Absolutely. Well, Kyle, it's been a real pleasure to meet you as well as your darling daughter. She's (laughs) so cute. Um, And I know our listeners uh, won't get to hear her, but um, I'm thrilled that I got to meet her. She's adorable. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing this good work um, that you were called to do. I feel like this is what I've been called to do at this point in my life. And uh, just keep sharing those good, positive, um, radically family-friendly messages um, that you're doing. So thank you again for being on this episode of the Just a Mom podcast. Susie, thank you. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or ideation, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 988. Once you smile again, take away that pain and them clouds that keep covering up the sun. I want to see you smile again, take away that pain and them clouds that keep covering up the sun. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please share this with your friends and anyone you think may find these interviews helpful. Thanks again for listening to Just a Mom.